Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. It is Monday the 27th of March. My name is Henry Jennings and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this exclusive podcast. All right, well we have 11 o'clock just ticking on at the moment, 25 points up on our market, up 0.4 of a percent. Not a bad effort, 69.80.3 to be exact, and the market looking relatively firm, uh, much better than the SPY was showing. The SPY was down three points on Saturday morning, but we are up 25 points at 11 o'clock today. The major driver of our market at the moment is the banking sector, which is recovering. We've got NABs up 0.8% and ANZ up 0.8%, both of them the best in the sector. The reason for the bank recovery to some extent, is the U.S. futures market is better. We have Dow futures currently up 168 points and Nasdaq futures up 55 points. Reports over the weekend and the first thing this morning is that First Citizens is said to be near a deal to buy Silicon Valley Bank and the U.S. is looking at more potential support for the banking sector and giving First Republic more time. So that is certainly something that uh, the market is taking positively this morning. And uh, that is what's driving our market at the moment. It is relatively quiet. There's not an awful lot of news around this morning, although we do have some news around. Uh, Some of that news is to do with Premier Investments, which has upped its dividend, uh, rewarding shareholders with a special dividend, taking total dividends for the first half to 70 cents a share. And they've said that sales at fashion business Premier Retail, which owns brands like Peter Alexander and Smiggle, have risen 17.6% to $905 million. And online sales making up 18.9% of Premier Retail's turnover. So uh, not bad. Uh, That has fallen 12%, though, 12.5% to only $170.9 million. It seems that shoppers want to go back to stores and malls and feel the uh, material, I guess, on those pyjamas, make sure they're COVID, cosy and comfy. But certainly, uh, Solly Lou uh, rewarding shareholders there, that special dividend uh, really helping that. So they're getting a fully franked ordinary div of $0.54 cents and a special dividend of $0.16, cents, uh, which is up 52.2%. So not a bad effort from them. The other news out this morning, uh, we have seen uh, some news from... Uh, Tyro as well. Uh, they have said that they continue to be in discussions with Potentia or Potentia Capital Management, uh, but they have not received any further proposal from them since December the 11th. There has been some media speculation relating to ongoing corporate interest in Tyro. Uh, however, Tyro said it continued to be in discussions with Potentia about a possible change of control transaction. In other news today, Chalice. Uh, mining has been placed in a trading halt pending the release of an announcement in relation to an upgraded mineral resource estimate. That's going to be certainly something to keep an eye on. And we have seen Invercare officially has rejected the TPG bid. That's $12.65 TPG is 
hoping to get Invercare from, and they said it does not provide compelling value for shareholders. And it also said it would not give the private equity firm full due diligence, but it had offered limited access to non-public financial information on a non-exclusive basis to determine if TPG could formulate a revised port proposal. So interesting there. But I guess uh, the other news today is that uh, ACL, which is Australian Clinical Labs, that proposal by Helios looks as if it's a little bit dead and buried as two of the big shareholders not wanting to play that game at the moment. He shares a slightly better 0.3 of a percent, but ACL taking a little bit of a dive today, down 4.4% for that one. Just looking at strategy today, no real change in our strategy. Certainly uh, Marcus is back uh, later this week, and I'm sure we're all looking forward to that. But uh, it'll be brimming with ideas, no doubt. But um, certainly no change to the strategy at the moment. Most of the uh, exposure we have through the ETFs that we're currently long of are interest rate sensitive to some extent, tech uh, REITs, and uh, also, of course, equity markets generally. And we are seeing those interest rates coming off, at least in the yield uh, markets at the moment and the bond markets, but we are seeing those yields coming off, uh, which certainly is helping and underpinning the equity market. And if we can just, I guess, get through this banking crisis, if it is a crisis, uh, but if we can just get through this um, slight uh, bump in the road in the banking sector, then maybe we could see the market push up a little bit before Easter. But it is relatively quiet. Some of the movers and shakers today, uh, there's not a lot you could say about themes. Uh, Hearts and Minds is looking quite good today, up 4.6%, which uh, is one we added to the small cap portfolio a little while ago. So that's going quite well. They've got a new CIO coming on board uh, to try and shake things up a little bit. As far as losers today go, once again, we are seeing those lithium stocks under pressure. Some of the resource stocks generally under pressure. Uh, Lake Resources down nearly 11%. Argosy down nearly 7%. And uh, Vulcan Energy uh, down at 4.1%. So certainly no love at the moment for those lithium stocks. Uh, that is uh, very much still on the nose. But the rest of the strategy, uh, very much intact. Uh, no great ideas at the moment. In Henry's take today, I ran through the, uh, I guess, some of the pros and cons to some extent of Weebit Nano, which has had an almighty rise and then it had an almighty fall, followed by a cash call of 45 million bucks and a placement at five bucks, an SPP at five bucks as well, which doesn't close till the end of April. Stock currently trading around 1% below that uh, five buck level at 496. Uh, so a little bit of a discount there, and it does seem as if there are some sellers around the five buck level uh, that are happy to sell that stock that they got in the placement. So uh, a little bit there today in terms of uh, the strategy in Henry's take. The rest of the strategy, there's going to be a volatile week in the US. There's plenty of numbers coming out in the US. There's some uh, personal consumption uh, data out later this week. So there's going to be some volatility again. It is month end. It is quarter end as well. So we tend to get, um, I guess, a little bit of extra volatility and window dressing, I suspect, as we head into that at the end of this week. So um, just be aware of that at the moment. But um, certainly that uh, key US key inflation number coming out, I think it is on Friday. So that is going to be interesting there to see how that goes. They're spending data out on Friday as well. Um, 
Just a little piece today in the strategy section on short selling because there are some big, big shorts that have been building up in the lithium market as well as other stocks. Flight Center is the biggest, shortest stock in the market. 11.1% of the stock is shorted in Flight Center. Uh, Core Lithium sees 10% shorted. Zip sees 10% shorted. And Megaport, 9.2% Liontown, finalizing the top five down 8.7% in terms of the short position in that one. So plenty of bets against these stocks at the moment. Uh, What is always interesting is why uh, the people that hold these stocks, because in order to short a stock, you have to borrow that stock from someone that is already long. So in theory, uh, a holder of the stock is lending out their stock so someone can short them and they're receiving a small fee for doing so, but you would imagine that the fee for doing so is vastly negated by the damage done to the valuation of their holdings. So you do sometimes wonder what is the motivation to put these stocks out uh, to allow shorters to borrow them and then sell them. Of course, some of these stocks are tied up with ETFs, and that performance then from an ETF fund manager is somewhat different to a normal fund manager in terms of uh, their performance, because they're only trying to beat an index. And if they lend out the index to be shorted and the index goes down, the ETF goes down, as long as it uh, matches the index, they don't really care. So uh, I suspect some of those lithium stocks that are being shorted are a result of them being uh, ETFs uh, holdings and some of those holders lending those stock out. But it is interesting course, shorting doesn't guarantee that the stock will go down. There are many reasons for companies uh, and traders and hedge funds to short. Uh, Some of those are what we call pairs trade, where you're long one stock and you're short another. So for instance, you might be long CBA and short NABs. And because they're in the same sector and have a huge correlation to each other, in theory, you take out some of the market risk in that. If the index goes down quite a lot, then CBA should go down a similar amount to NABs and you should have some sort of hedge in place. The attraction of a pairs trade is for one to outperform the other. So you're, in that case, assuming or hoping that CBA will outperform NABs either on the way up or on the way down. But that is your bet uh, rather than your bet on banks per se. So a lot of these shorting trades, not saying that is the case in the lithium sector, but certainly in some of the other stocks, can be a pairs trade, and that pairs trade doesn't necessarily have to be completely domiciled in Australia. It may be that some international investors are long a US stock and want to sell something similar in Australia and uh, do a pairs trade that way. So just be aware that just because there are big short positions doesn't mean to say that the stock is an absolute dog. We've certainly seen positions in JB Hi-Fi, which is short about 7.6 of its capital at the moment, is been shorted. Same with Flight Center. Both of those stocks have performed relatively well, uh, whereas there certainly are some dogs in the top 10 shorted stocks. Uh, the likes of PointsBet, Brainship, uh, Sayona, Betmakers all have not performed well. So they could just be out and out uh, plain shorts. But uh, just bear in mind that a short position doesn't always equate to massive underperformance. And the other thing with short positions is they can move quite quickly to the upside. This is uh, what we normally call a short squeeze, but sometimes the reason for that short squeeze is not apparent from what's going on in the market in terms of information out or announcements. It may well be that the holder 
of, say, Core Lithium that has lent their stock out to people that are interested in shorts will want their stock back for whatever reason. So the shorter will no longer be able to borrow stock from a holder and sell it in the market. And as a result, they will have to cover their short position in order to deliver it to the people they've sold it to. So sometimes you will see some of these short squeezes happen quite quickly and quite violently, and there's no apparent reason for it. But the reason underlying could be that the actual holder of the stock has redeemed it or pulled it back from being shorted. And as a result, those people that have short sold it have to buy it back in the market to cover their obligations. And finally, this week, we do expect to see some more volatility coming out of the US. We have now got uh, a number of Fed heads speaking this week. Uh, they do have a moratorium on the uh, the Fed chiefs out and about talking to uh, media before the FOMC meeting. Uh, but once it's done and dusted, they're kind of free to uh, talk about their ideas and their opinions. So we do have a few of those out and about this week. We've got uh, Phil Jefferson. Uh, he's doing a monetary policy talk at, at an event on Monday. And Boston Fed President Susan Collins, Richmond Fed President Tom Barkin, and Governors Chris Waller and Lisa Cook are also out and about. And over the weekend, we did get Neil Kashkari. I was on telly uh, talking of the increased risk of a U.S. recession because of banking turmoil. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this members exclusive podcast. As I say, not much to change really in the strategy at the moment. It is quiet. We are still very much on tenterhooks. The index now um, is up only 18 points, having been up around 25 when we started recording this podcast. As I say, the suspects today in the naughty corner are very much lithium stocks and that ilk, uh, Mount Gibson, one of those as well, Silex falling a little bit today. And those that are doing well today are tending to be uh, those with positive announcements. And we have seen uh, the likes of Tyro doing quite well on the back of that potential uh, there, up 3.2%. As I say, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. And of course, as always, may the trading gods be with you. And we'll be back again this afternoon with the end of day report. And of course, back tomorrow with the morning uh, report on the members and end of day.